Hi friends and welcome to the Next More Thing podcast. I'm your host, Casey Anderson, your coach for thriving with anxiety, holding your hand as you define your spirituality and fall in love with your own personal development. In a world that rewards the constant hustle, we know the beauty in taking it steady and enjoying the ride. This is your sanctuary, your tranquil oasis, where we will explore the seemingly small yet profoundly impactful things that can make a big difference in our journey towards peace, joy, and fulfillment. In each episode, we will unravel the secrets of the mind, tap into the power of mindfulness, elevate our wellness, and embark on a spiritual journey together. You'll hear from incredible guests, and I'll share my own experience navigating this thing called life. One small thing today can change your entire life. So let's dive in and find out what's next for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of The Next Small Thing. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for this episode. I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Madison Gammons, Money Mindset Coach. This conversation is so full of value. I just know that if you are someone wanting to build more wealth, wanting to work on your mindset when it comes to money and empower yourself with your money, this conversation is for you. Before I jump into introducing Madison and the interview, I wanted to share my little like pep talk words of wisdom for this week. So this comes from something that happened to me. I went to a reformer Pilates class for the first time this week, which I loved. Um, But when I went in, I had to ask this girl, like, oh, like, this is my first time, I'm not really sure what to do. And she was lovely. She let me know where to sit and where to get a towel and stuff. And I had this feeling I knew her, but I didn't want to ask if she was who I thought she was. My brain was literally telling me that if I asked her if she was who I thought she was and she wasn't, that I would die. Like, it sounds so silly, but that is what that is the equivalent of what was going on in my head like no you can't ask her if it's not her you're gonna look so silly she's gonna judge you all of the really amazing things that our ego can tell us if we (laughs) aren't aware that it's our ego um we will believe and I yeah I didn't ask her if it was her anyway I follow this girl on Instagram and she posted a photo of herself later that day and I realized it was her I had seen it in the class and I messaged her and I was like oh my god I thought it was you next to me and that I talked to but I was too nervous to ask if it was you and you're like oh my god I so get it like I'm the exact same and I just thought that was so funny like our brain Our brain tells us that we're going to die or some horrible thing is going to happen just from like asking someone a question or going out of our way. And I just think, oh, I could have had such a lovely conversation with her had I, had I asked, had I taken that like tiny little leap of faith. Is that even the right term? I'm not sure. But 
yeah, it's just so funny the things our minds tell us. And it was a good reminder that I have to kind of check that voice in my head and be like, mm, is that really the truth? Is that really what's going to happen? And a question that is helpful to ask when these things sort of come up is how likely is that to happen? Or what is what is the worst case scenario here? What is the best case? What is the most likely outcome here? And that can kind of put it into perspective, like, it is not the most likely outcome. It's not even the worst case that I ask her if she is who she says she is. If she's not, she's just going to say no and, like, everyone's life is going to go on just as it was. I'm not going to drop dead if she isn't who I thought she was. Um, look, that's not to say we don't believe it when our mind's saying it, but let's bring our awareness to these things our minds tell us that aren't really the case. Um, yeah, so some little questions you can ask yourself when that that mind, that that ego comes into your mind and tries to tell you you're going to die from just a trivial conversation or talking to someone. Um, awesome. So, yeah, Madison is a certified mindset coach who is fascinated by the power of your own subconscious mind. She pairs her love for the mind and personal finance, becoming a money coach to help women break through their limiting beliefs around what they are capable of accomplishing and demystify the world of money to help women become their wealthiest self. Madison's mission is to help empower as many women as possible to become first-generation wealth builders. And you can think of her as the girlfriend you can talk, talk money with, and she will be your ultimate hype woman in your corner, helping you realize you can go after and accomplish anything you set your mind to. This is such a powerful conversation. You can tell how passionate and how knowledgeable Madison is. And I am so excited for you to listen. Without any further ado, let's jump right in to the interview. Awesome, Madison. Thank you so much for com coming on the podcast this morning. I am so excited to have this chat with you. And I said morning, but it's actually your evening. So thank you for coming on this evening. Yes, absolutely. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have the combo. Absolutely. I wanted to just tell everyone how we met because I think it's kind of funny and people are really quick to talk about how social media is like toxic and we all spend too much time on there but mm. I think ours is a beautiful story of how social media can be really empowering and set you up for beautiful connections all over the world so Madison messaged me on Instagram because we're actually joining a business mastermind together in March so when we joined one of the things we had to do was post on our stories a little image of joining the mastermind with cement daily and madison has reached out to me and was like hey i'm in this too and we've been talking ever since and of course we're both into personal development and business so immediately we had so much in common and even though we're on opposite sides of the world we yeah we were able to connect how beautiful is that yeah i love it no i think it's so fun i seriously i remember when she posted that you were joining and i'm like this girl seems so cool I was kind of nervous, but I'm like, I'm just going to send it. Like, we're obviously interested in the same stuff. So I just kind of sent it and was like, maybe she'll respond. And then I don't remember what we initially started talking about, but just going back and forth. And it has. It's been such a great conversation. And we've gotten a chance to meet. And yeah, you're literally on the other side of the world. So I think it's so fun the way that social media and just technology, like the way we're having this conversation, 
we were able to get connected from so far away. I think that's so fun. Yeah, um, yeah, we really we do need to remember that Lara is good in everything, and we can have those healthy boundaries around something that could be toxic if we let it. But yeah, yeah. powerful for oh, the knowledge and the conversations you can have, and the different cultures you can be exposed to. Like, I'm so glad I just get to talk to you and listen to your accent for the next little while. <laughs> And same to you. Oh my gosh. I always forget I have an accent to other people. But yeah, you obviously have an accent <laughs> to me as well. But it's so true. I feel like if we use the social media, like you have to, like with anything, be really intentional about how you're using it. So utilizing it for getting in front of the people that, you know, are good for you and, and easy to build relationships with versus the dark side of social media, which we've obviously all experienced as well. Yes, for sure. That is a conversation for another day. <laughs> like, Madison is the gal you want to follow if you want to work on your money mindset. Before we jump into that, though, when we talk about mindset in regards to anything, we know we're going to be working on our personal development in a lot of other ways. So I know one of your passions is working on becoming the best version of yourself. Would you mind sharing a little bit about what that looks like in your routines and how that makes you feel about yourself so you can bring that into your money mindset as well? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question. Okay. I feel like when I think about becoming the best version of myself, it's really like, I mean, it's a never ending journey. I don't know if we ever actually like reach her, right? But it's kind of like you're always just trying to show up as I don't know. I'm trying to show up as my most authentic self. And I'm really, especially in this chapter of my life, just trying to kind of follow the things that make me feel the most uncomfortable, the things that are really helping me step outside my comfort zone, which is, you know, sending messages to people online, trying to build connections with people that think really similarly and building this business. And so I feel like when you're becoming the best version of yourself, it's doing the things that feel scary but you kind of do them anyway I feel like we hear that saying all the time but really just trying to step into that and then from a daily perspective I feel like it's doing things that make you feel good right starting out with a really good morning routine not getting sucked into social media first thing in the morning right and the endless doom scroll to kickstart the day so I've just been on this journey to really be really intentional with my time and that's like starting my day off really well, doing really, you know, activities that make me feel good and aligned, things like journaling and meditating and visualizing and reading and all these good things pouring your, pouring into yourself. And then just carrying that throughout the day, just trying to be as like high vibe as possible and just remembering that like we get to experience this life and just trying to find fun and joy out of it while you're pushing yourself to just get better every day and just you know, become the version of yourself that you know you can be is kind of where I try and lead my day, where I try and go. So, yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think it is, we were talking just before I started recording about how I didn't allow myself quite enough time to get as ready and centered as I could have. So we took some time for meditation before we hit record. But yeah, starting your day off from that place of, you filled your own cup and you're doing the things to help with your perspective and your self-love and your grounding. Um, mm -hmm. Starting your day that rather than leaving it to later on where we get distracted and all these other things come up and it's easy to push it off to the side. And yeah, it is uncomfortable and maybe you'd rather 
sleep in one morning, but if we want to be that best version of ourselves, we're going to have to face a little bit of discomfort. And that's how you grow the muscle of like doing the harder things when it comes to business or exercise. Like it's these little tiny things every day that add up to that discipline and that resilience when things start getting uncomfortable. Um, so that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And yeah. how, so I'd love to know as well and for um, our listeners to know how your journey into personal development and coaching and then more specifically your juice and your passion, the money mindset. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like the condensed version, right? I mean, I have been on a mindset journey. I would say I really caught myself in college recognizing that I was kind of living in a victim mentality and I didn't really have any exposure into the personal development world at that time. I just had this like innate knowledge of like, I just need to be kinder to myself and I need to stop playing victim and just really take control and ownership of my life. So I'd say college is where I started getting like exposure to mindset and just trying to live more positively um, and just really taking control of my life but I really took a deep dive into personal development as ironically as it is I feel like everyone kind of had this like COVID hit the world shut down moment and I was just running so fast in my job I work in corporate America and I just thought that that was the path that was like going to bring me all this fulfillment and all this happiness and the world stopped and everything shut down. And as a lot of people did during that time, it just gave me a lot of opportunity to self-reflect and just really think about like what I really wanted. I felt like I was just kind of on this path of doing what I thought I should be doing, but it wasn't necessarily leading me towards the life that I, I wanted to live. And so it was kind of this big like wake up moment, like this big aha moment where I picked up my first personal development books and just kind of went on like a deep dive there and I, I never thought I would be like so into the personal development world until you really start like you see how it changes people's lives like and you see how it changes your own lives and just how much happier you get and I don't know you start to recognize that you're like in the driver's seat of your own life and it becomes fun and when you get to be really intentional about it and when it came to like the money component of it I was working really hard in a sales job I started making pretty good money um and I, I that I really realized that making money was not necessarily the solution to like building wealth and going down this journey I wanted to go down of creating freedom and not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck and not being controlled by the world as it relates to just like I feel like we get in kind of this hamster wheel in needing money and um, I just started doing a lot of education around how money works and like I was definitely not financially literate at all and so taking the time to really learn how money worked and what people did with money to create freedom and build wealth like there were just no conversations like that for me growing up and so it was kind of this clash of like money and mindset um, that sent me down this this journey of just trying to figure out first it was how to build wealth like how are people doing this like how are people taking money and doing something with it that I, I had not seen in my own life. And then there was another se another session in my life around like a year and a half ago, I'd say, where I was like, I still just wasn't feeling that fulfillment. And I actually hired a life coach of my own. And through conversations with her and kind of through conversations with other people, I realized that my true passion was helping people. Like I've always kind of been that like 
hoorah, like cheerleader friend. Like I'm always like helping people recognize like, no, you can do it. Like the only thing that's limiting you is your mind because of what I had realized on my own journey. And I was like, okay, I feel like there's only so much like seriousness that is coming from me just like telling my friends like, no, like just switch your mindset around it. Like you can do this. And so I was like, I think I found this path. Like I think this is something I really want to take seriously. And I decided to go through my own certification process, working with the subconscious mind and just better understanding how powerful our brain is and how in control we can be when we learn to understand how it works and how to use it to our advantage and just set me down this path that, okay, I want to go make an impact. Like I want to find a way I can leave this world better than I found it. And I want to go just find my own fulfillment. And I, I I figured out it was through this coaching world and through getting a chance to share my own story and just help up, uplift other women. And then at the end of that kind of came this merging of these two worlds of where my real passion was, which is helping women realize that they can do anything. And I think that money is a really powerful tool that can help you build a life of freedom. And um, yeah, and so now here we are of just really bringing the power of your mind into this world of the power of money and just helping people break through limiting beliefs and build wealth and create freedom. Like that at the end of the day is what it's all about, being able to spend your time doing what you want to do, not being a slave to jobs or being stuck in crappy situations with crappy people or, or whatever it may be just because we don't, A, have the confidence to do it or the know-how to do it from a mindset perspective, or B, unfortunately, don't have the financial resources. So really, it all comes down to just trying to empower people to live their best life. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. that that There's so much stuff in there I wanted to be able to keep I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to mention that. Um, I love that you've, you've so like passionately found your purpose. It's just beautiful to hear people when they are talking about what they love. Um, but the first thing I wanted to mention in, out of that was that, isn't it amazing how people find this personal development journey and see how good it feels and how much it changes their own life. And then people that want to help other people, so they decide, okay, well, if I can do this for myself, I can help other people do that. And that's mm-hmm. how it all up here. Like there were so many similarities from your story to mine. Um, it's just, yeah, it's so beautiful. And I think when you're a client looking for a coach, you want someone who's done the work themselves and because then you know what's possible and they've been exactly where you are and can empathize. And yeah, yeah. It's so lovely. I feel like the personal about it's like you figure it out and then you're like, oh my gosh, everyone needs this info. And not just needs the info, but needs to understand that like as corny as it sounds, it's like the power is within you, right? Like you really do have it within yourself. Everyone does to just really go after it. But because of the way your brain works and, you know, we get all these limiting beliefs kind of tucked in our brain. And so when you figure out it's like the secret sauce, I feel like, to help pe- helping people. So, It is. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. But you're, you're right. Everyone has that potential within them, but we are all set up through like societal conditioning and like even from Australia to America, like so many parts of the world, we're just not really set up for success in terms of our mindset and our emotional intelligence or our money. Like... Mm-hmm. And I could go on about the personal development side for a while, but let's dive into what people are here for today. <laughs> that the money, like, why, 
where has the fear and discomfort about money come from and why is it taboo? Like, why aren't we taught about money, do you think? I literally do not know. I feel like this is like the age old question. I sit here and like the more I learn about it, I'm like, what? Like, where did it originate? Like, why is it such an uncomfortable topic for people to talk about? It is such an important resource that we need, you know, and I, it, it's like frustrating when you think about the fact that it is hard to have conversations around money, even at, like with your friends, with your closest relatives, with your parents, like these conversations, it seems like they're just not being had unless maybe you grew up in a family where the parents have learned the lesson, right? Like I think about how I will raise my kids one day and there's no shot in a freaking world that I'm not going to be talking with them about <laughs> how money operates and what they can do with it and how it helps you open up doors and you know the, the freedom that it can provide you. So I don't know. And I don't know if it's like rooted in just lack of knowledge. Like I think we have a really large like um, lack of financial literacy. And I, I don't know if it's a shame around like not really understanding it. Like I know for myself in my journey, like that was a hurdle I had to overcome was just being like, okay, I actually have no idea what's going on. And I feel like I should figure this out. And at first it kind of, you hear other people maybe talking about it and you're like, do they know what's going on? And like, is it just me that has no idea what's going on over here? Or like what I should be doing with my money or why I'm having such issues managing my money. And yeah, I don't know. For me, I feel like there was definitely a little bit of like shame and embarrassment coming from not having money. And I feel like anytime where there is that emotion attached to any topic, it's hard it's hard to talk about so I think there's a lot of that that's attached to it yeah and you're so right like you think because we don't talk about it you think other people must have it all sorted out and must just be like completely confident and you're the one who doesn't know what's going on and yeah if if you're feeling that way of course you're not going to want to bring it up and maybe like there's that fear of embarrassment or judgment there um but then you delve into like money mindset or you have a difficult conversation with someone and you realize, okay, not a lot of people know what's going on. Like yes. in the traditional sense, unless you take it on yourself to learn and empower yourself, um, a lot of us don't know, but there's because we aren't confident, it's that real discomfort in going out of our way to learn and like where do you begin? Because it's this huge world of, it's almost another language, the money. It is. Yeah. I feel like that's like another, like, I feel like this is like a bit of a hot take I have just around the financial industry in general, but I feel like they make it confusing on purpose, right? Mm. There's just like a lot of ways that people profit, unfortunately, off people that don't necessarily understand how money works um and unfortunately there are people that get monetary value from people not understanding how it works so i don't know i feel like i would hate to think that that's like how it's set up on purpose but like it is confusing there are so many acronyms the way they explain things sometimes are just like what like can you please just explain this and in, in english and in layman's yeah. terms so follow what you're putting down so i don't know yeah. if there's a little bit of like, intentionality yeah. there yeah have you read rich dad poor dad oh my goodness girl that was like one of the first books that really opened up my eyes to realize i feel like that's so cliche because it's such a basic book but it really was one of the first books i read 
that set me down the spiral of being like, wow, money is being talked about way differently than I in other households or to other people. And other people have learned lessons that I have not been taught. So sure. yeah. Yeah. And look, I put off writing that book for a while because it was so cliche. Um, but I <laughs> that I've read it, but it, it, it opened my eyes. I, well, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, but was it that book where it said like, the school system is desires to keep mm-hmm. you as an employee. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. keeps working and it's not going to empower you with the skills to build wealth. Because you mentioned it before, just having a high paying job does not necessarily mean you're going to build wealth. Because if you're not taught the tools and the mindset to have and make good decisions around money, yeah. It's it's work. You're just gonna you're gonna make more money, you're gonna spend more money and you're right where you started. Yes, you're literally that was literally the kickstart to this journey because I was like, okay, I feel like I figured out one piece. Like I, I worked really hard, I started making pretty good money. And I was like, I feel like I'm just like missing something here. Like in my mind it was like, Okay, hey, go get a job, work hard, make good money, and then all of your problems will be solved. And it was like, mm-hmm. no, I feel like this is just not the full answer. Yeah. And then you read a book like Rich Dad Poor Dad and you start to realize that there are all these lessons about what you actually need to do with your money when you make it. And now that I've learned all this, it's like, wow, I can't believe that that wasn't common knowledge to me. And it wasn't something that is talked about on just like such a normal level. But yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad was a catalyst for sure. Yeah, there you go, everyone. So even if you yes. been playing it off, give them a read just for yeah, it's so interesting. And look, yes, I guess that's how we've had conversations in the past, but we're here to change it, aren't we? We're here to change our money mindset and we're gonna change the conversations we have going forward and the conversations we have with our children and that's all yeah. yeah. What we're here for. So um I do feel like I am going to reference this in the episode later, or maybe you will. So I was hoping you could explain the concept of money being energy and mm. how that can help us when we think about calling in more money and empowering our own mindset. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay. So when I think about money as energy, like the way that I explain it or the way that I like to think about it is oh. anything that we're doing in this world, any action that we're doing, anything that we're trying to bring into our life is in exchange of time money or energy and when you think about them all as kind of a collective or you know you're exchanging energy like you're pouring your money into something like you're getting something in return right so if you're buying food you're getting nourishment in return if you're buying a book you're getting education or joy in return and so I like to think about this in a way of like how do you spend your money is just really like where you're putting forth your energy and I think it's a really good way to just kind of check and make sure that you're like spending in alignment with things that are energizing your life and things that are going to be providing value to you and when you think about just putting out like the positive vibes right into the world and you're like hey I really want to bring in more positive energy I feel like it's I don't know it's like an exchange like you're just constantly exchanging energy in every transaction that you make and so I just really like to think about it as that like would you want are you pouring energy are you pouring money into things that are going to curate a really positive life for you positive outcome and are you putting it towards stuff that's not and I think when you get really intentional about putting 
energy and putting money into things that are going to make your life better, you start to recognize that more of these things pop up in your life. You start to recognize that like there's just more to go around. And that's kind of when you start to like slowly cultivate just like an abundance mindset around it. And so I think that it's just like a mindset shift that has really helped me get over this like spending and receiving money thing. It's just realizing that like you're always exchanging money for something in return and just trying to, you know, keep it keep it in a good vibe and good energy. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. And like when we're thinking about that exchange, we're not focusing on what we're lo- losing in quotation marks. Are we we're like even paying your bills and stuff, you're getting energy or like fuel or yeah when you pay for i'm trying to now my mind's going blank but like you're always getting something for your money and like so okay i guess my university like loan i so much education out of that but also the friends and the experiences and the opportunities that led me to even though I'm not working in that field now. Like there was still that exchange that I received. And when we start focusing on, okay, it's just money going out. Like it's really not, we're always getting something back for that money, which is always. And I feel like this is like a really good mindset switch. Like I feel like there is a lot of guilt or I don't know, like heaviness related to loans, especially like you have education loans or maybe you have car loans or maybe you have credit card debt. And I think that this is a really simple mindset shift that I always try and empower people to think about is exactly what you just said is you have to start with expressing gratitude for what you received for that exchange of money because it's really easy after the fact to be angered or like overwhelmed by the debt that came from that, right? From the credit cards, the student loans, car loans, whatever it was that you have this debt that now you're almost like resentful for, but it's, you have to switch your mindset and just be like, oh, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have that education, right? Maybe it didn't lead you down the path of where you are now, but it did show you a lot. I bet you grew a lot through that. You made really impactful relationships and maybe it showed you a path that you thought you wanted to go down, but you didn't want to go down. And aren't you so thankful that you now ended up where you are today? And I think there's a lot of guilt that people have around credit card debt. I know for me, like I came out with I had credit card debt, new car loan and student loans, right? And it feels heavy and it kind of just feels like you're at the bottom of this mountain. Like, are you ever going to get out of it? And so, you know, switching it and just being grateful for all the things that it provided for you, even your credit card debt. Like, what did you put on that? Like, was it food to keep you alive? Was it you know, a couch for you to have in your house, like whatever it was, just finding gratitude in that and just, you know, being appreciative for what it did provide you can kind of release some of that guilt and shame or negative connotation around the debt that you have. And then you can start moving forward on it in a more positive way. That's, yeah, that's so funny. I think, I feel like I must mention gratitude so often on this podcast or on my social media or to my clients and they're like, gratitude again but like that must just show you how it is yes oh it it really does change your mindset and knowing as well even if something isn't working out for you now at one point it served a purpose or it was what you wanted and there's a lesson in that now you know that's not what you wanted now you know you're not spending 
your life wondering if that was the way you could have gone with that have worked out. Like you don't, yeah, there's a lesson in absolutely everything, even things that maybe if we don't look at that other perspective, we could feel a bit, you know, bad or angry about. Yeah, I think there's even like more lessons in the things that don't go right mm -hmm. than there are things yeah. that do go right, right? Um, but yeah, for everyone at home, gratitude is the key to everything. So continue to listen when she's preaching it because it's the, it's the start to everything. Just like being impre incredibly grateful for what you have now, for where you're at, for the lessons that you've been taught and the experiences that you've had. Just like you can't, it's hard to move forward until you, you are grounded in that gratitude and can kind of switch your perspective a little bit. Yeah. And coming back to energy, if you're in that energy of like, in regards to money if you're not feeling good when you're spending money and if you're like whole of like fear about money or you're not feeling confident like you're not going to be in the right alignment to bring in more money you agree oh 100 it's like you're like vibrating at such a low frequency right like we always talk about just like the high vibes low vibes of life but it's it's so true like you even think about like just in like the the concept of like going to work, like if say you are in a sales based role, right? If you're in there and you're like feeling super uncomfortable or negative or whatever, like people are going to respond to that, and you're not going to be as successful, I believe, because it's just like this like either in needy energy or a negative energy or like or whatever it is. And and when you move into a more positive energy and your high vibe, and like you just know it's all going to come to you, you know it's going to work out. Like it does, it does, it really does work out. And so it is just important to remember to be in that that high vibe state at all times, as much as you can anyway. Obviously, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. People know. People can feel energy and you you get on a personal development journey and people start like, talking to you differently and looking at you differently and say, like, oh, my God, you're looking you're glowing. Yeah. What is and, that? Why not? Yeah, <laughs> they start reaching out to you more. Well, like I'm more aligned with people do anyway. And it's really... It's because of your energy and it's i almost yeah. can't explain it very well you just have to like try with yourself <laughs> you just have to try yeah and then you get weirdos like me just sliding into your dms right because you're just vibrating high over there <laughs> oh no i'm so grateful yeah it's just it's amazing and i can't wait for everyone to start to start seeing and feeling it because it does even yeah, yeah you feel when you're focusing on the gratitude and the positive things and the exchange you're getting uh, through money and being intentional about your time, you feel good on the inside. And we think we're after these like external things. Most mm -hmm. of the time it's the feelings within and when you have them already, you're good, you're there. And everything else wow. around, you, around you just falls into place. It's, it's so yeah. true. I feel like that has been a big lesson for me on this journey is just that exactly what you said where it's like we're not after the external we're after the internal feeling and that's when I talk about like you know helping women feel confident when it comes to money and building this life of, of success and freedom and you know wealth and everything it's it's what it provides for you it's not just like being able to open up your bank account and see all this money in there it's being able to provide you the ease the breath of fresh air when you have some wiggle room in between bills and you're not stressing about what you're going to eat or where your food's going to come from or you finally have money to start investing and create freedom. And that's like what people don't understand about the world of investments is you're buying your time back. And time is the most important resource that we have. And so 
when you're creating that like internal happiness, like that's what we're after. It's like the freedom and the ability to, to pick and choose and kind of do what we want. And I think that's like what people get a little like misunderstood when, when at least when I think about, you know, people talking about going after the money, it's like, I'm, you know, it's not this greed filled journey that you're on. It's a freedom filled journey. Like you're trying to be able to be at peace and, you know, really explore who you came here to be, who you're meant to be. And that that all comes from being able to just like be really confident about yourself and be able to provide more freedom in your life. And freedom comes when you have more time to explore that. So absolutely it does. And we yeah, we don't have enough time on this world in this like in this physical lifetime. So if you look at that, like yeah. how long we have have <laughs> um but business so you focus on identifying limiting beliefs people have about money what sort of where they come from and transforming them into beliefs that instead empower someone so could you share some of what the most common limiting beliefs are and what they might look like or feel like in terms of yeah. someone or someone would act or feel about money yeah absolutely and I just want to say, like, so these common b- limiting beliefs, they show up and they're things that we are just constantly told, either through listening to how our parents, our family, or our friends talk about money while we're growing up, how we hear people talk about money on TV shows, or how we see people talk about money online. Like, these are all of these things, all these messages are just constantly being like inundated into our brain and we accept them as beliefs. And they're not beliefs, like a belief is just something that you accept as truth, right? And so you always want to be like challenging like where your money beliefs came from. So there are five that I feel like are always really popping up. So the first one is going to be that the money is the root of all evil or rich people are bad. And this is something that just really equates like negative qualities with money and it it hinders you from having a good relationship with money. Because if you think about it, your mind, like your mind's never going to let you be a bad person. So if you think that having money equals evil, or you think that having money makes you a bad person, like why would you ever want it? Why would you ever have it in your life? Why would you ever allow yourself to have, you know, an abundance of money? Because you're not a bad person. You're not evil, right? So I feel like that's a big one that comes up. We see it all the time on social media, people talking about these millionaires and these billionaires and how they're so greedy and how they must be exploiting people and how they don't care about people. And it's like, well, you don't really know that, right? Like they just might have a really good business model. Like it doesn't mean they're a bad person, right? Yeah. So that's a big one that comes up. I think another big common limiting belief that people have is I'm not good with money. And I think Mm -hmm. this comes from being, you know, if you grow up in a household or maybe you see money not being managed really well, um, you might just adopt this feeling that like you're not good with it. Or maybe you have found yourself making some poor money decisions or you've been strapped for cash and maybe you've maxed out credit cards and you find yourself, you know, struggling to make payments. And so you're seeing these maxed out credit cards and maybe you're seeing your credit score drop. And now you're just kind of accepting this belief that you are not good with money. And this is a really unfortunate one because if you're constantly telling yourself that you're not good with money, you don't really leave any room or any space for you to become good with money. 
right? It's kind of just a self-fulfilling prophecy of you constantly making bad decisions. And maybe you're like, well, whatever, like I'm already in all this debt. I'm terrible with money. I'm never, I'm never going to like, you know, amount to anything. And so you just keep making the same poor decisions. You keep maxing out the credit cards. You keep, you know, opening up new lines of credit. You keep doing all these things where you're just not keeping the money. And maybe you're not, maybe you're fine. Maybe you actually don't have credit card debt but you still are making poor decisions. Like you can never get above a certain threshold with money. Maybe you're good in regards to staying out of debt, but you can't ever seem to save enough money to put aside for, you know, future funds, or you can't ever find enough money to start your investment journey or whatever it is. It's just kind of this like never ending cycle that you can find yourself in of never being able to kind of advance to that next like financial level, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. And like, uh, it's been a topic on my podcast before, like your perspective is your reality. So if you're mm-hmm. yourself, I'm not good with money. I make poor decisions. I'm terrible at managing money and there's minimum money for investing. Your brain wants to be right. So it's going to keep yeah. making decisions because like, that's what it believes. And it, yeah, yeah. Brain always wants to prove you right. So that's where, yeah, we want to be shifting those even yeah just shifting those statements in our mind to go against that and start training our brain to find new evidence so yeah 100 percent. it's that's it's like that saying where it's like whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right it's like no matter what you think is true it is it is true right so that's kind of the whole theme of all these beliefs i think another one that's really big that (laughs) is uh one that always comes up is there's never enough money to go around like it's really this common limiting belief that's rooted in scarcity and when you think about money and what it is it's there's there's an abundance of money like there's they print money every day like in the u.s alone during covid they printed like 80 percent of the u.s money supply in like a couple years like they were just like oh we need to create stimulus and we need to be able to put this money into the economy so like let's just go create fake money i think that was like a really big eye-opener for me just to recognize that like money is fake like i it's obviously not fake but like it kind of is fake when you think about it like especially in the u.s our money is it used to be backed by the gold standard meaning that if you had money your bank had the equivalent of gold in the bank and they removed that a while ago and since then the amount of money that's been pushed into our economy is just it's it's ridiculous amount so like the thought of like there isn't enough money is ridiculous i actually posted something um on my instagram yesterday about how the super bowl ads are going for um what was it seven million dollars for a 30 second commercial (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, that is like monopoly money. Like that is not real. Like you just you pull seven million dollars out to spend thirty seconds on a commercial ad, and you think there's not enough money for you to get out of debt? Like come on, right? Like there is so <laughs> much money. Yeah, there is an abundance. It's it's out there. It's just waiting for you to go find it. Um, my favorite ever common limiting belief that people have about money, and I feel like this is a bit of a bit of a hot take. Um, is that money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And this one comes up a lot. And while I do believe there are plenty, plenty of other things that lead to happiness. Like I'm not saying that money is the only thing. There is certainly a certain level of money that does provide 
safety and stability and allows us to get out of fight or flight mode and allows us to get out of survival mode and allows us to kind of enter in a different level of peace. And so when people are saying things like money doesn't buy happiness, it's almost like this excuse, I feel like, to not prioritize money, to think that money is not going to provide any level of happiness to me. And speaking as someone who's gone from living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, kind of just scraping money together and eating like very cheap food. And then you get to be on the other side of it where like you get to breathe a little bit easier and you get to know that you're not, I haven't stressed about being able to pay rent in forever. And I buy nourishing, organic, healthy food that fuels me and, you know, allows me to be healthy. Like there's certainly a level of that, that I think needs to be recognized that having a level of comfort and freedom, you know, from what money can provide us does provide happiness. And it also provides you options. Like there's, like I had already said, like you don't ever want to be stuck in a job that you hate. You definitely don't want to be stuck at a house or in a relationship that, you know, you have to be in specifically because you don't have enough money to go support yourself. And so, yeah, I think money doesn't buy happiness is one that comes up often that I think gets a bad rap because again, there's, there's a level of, um, options and freedom that money can provide you that it, I think does lead to happiness yeah um, you're so right and that freedom like that's certainly what I'm after like and building this business and working on my mindset and stuff it's also I have more time and freedom to do the things that do bring happiness and isn't it funny that we believe money doesn't buy happiness yet we spend most of our time at work like what if yeah. we're not if money doesn't buy happiness, why are we working so hard? What? Yeah, what do we all wake up and go to our jobs for? Yeah, and some people, it's just survival. And it's like, okay, but after survival is fun. Like, after survival, you get to explore so many other things. So I definitely don't want to discredit everything else that goes into being happy, right? But, you know, the it freedom. It, it does. Really, it really does help. And we do. We need... Like, let's be realistic. We need money to eat. We need it to to drive, to have a roof over our heads, to have clothing on our bodies. Yeah. To, yeah, to so Pay much. for Wi-Fi to connect with friends across the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you need it, right? Especially, like, you think about all the things that you want to do that are fun. Like, I think we all love experiences, like traveling or seeing friends or, you know, maybe maybe it's giving back, like, whatever it is, like. There's some there's some root there. So when people have this money doesn't buy happiness, it's almost this excuse to not prioritize it. Um, yeah. And it also discourages people from recognizing that like it does. It does buy happiness. Like I'm very okay saying that like when I have more money in my life, I do find more joy, right? Because I can do more things. I can have more fun and there's less stress over it. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, cool. And it's about time that we, we normalize that and we normalize yeah. that healthy desire for money to be able to live our best lives and be our best selves. Preach. A hundred percent. Did we get to all of all five limiting beliefs? Okay. The other one was I will never get out of debt. This mm. is like the mountain of debt, right? That people feel that they're under. And this is where you just kind of see similar with like, I'm not good with money. You just see so many people that are like, well, I'm never going to pay it off. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. And when you get into that mindset, it just it it can feel hopeless. It can feel like there's just this hopelessness. And if you're never going to get out of debt, especially like high interest debt, if you're just like buried in credit card debt your whole life, 
you never get to move on to the next stage of money. You get to never get to move on to the investment and the building the wealth component if you're always dragged down by it. It's like I was explaining it to someone like when you're down there, like you feel like you're at the bottom of the mountain, but it's one of those analogies where you get to the top of the mountain and you realize there's all these other mountains for you to climb. And so it really is just like the hardest one to do. But if you constantly are just telling yourself that you're never going to get out of debt, you're not going to start to learn and take action and take initiative around the money management skills that you need to do in order to get out of it. Because that's like the biggest thing I've learned about this whole money journey is it is a skill. Like learning how to manage your money is a skill. And just like every other skill in this world with practice and commitment and consistency, you can learn it and it will get easier with time. Um, And so, you know, I hate to see when people just are kind of under that shadow of debt and they just are constantly telling themselves like there's no point in this and you got to kind of switch it and just recognize that there is a point and you definitely can do it. Um, it just takes it takes action and it takes staying consistent and wanting to get out of it. Yeah, it does. And so these limiting beliefs, they're obviously not helping us with our money mindset. So how do we start to challenge these beliefs even when mm-hmm. we don't have other evidence just yet? Mm. Ooh, I think what's been really helpful is education. Mm-hmm. So learning and hearing other people's stories. Like I feel like this goes for a lot of other topics as well, but there are so many people that have been able to accomplish a lot of, you know, really cool things with money. And so I think getting really educated, like becoming financially literate is a really good step to recognize what the power of money is and just and just realizing that like you you can do it. I think also just setting like realistic goals for yourself, like you know, if you're 30K in debt, like don't wait to feel successful on your debt journey until you get out of 30K of debt, right? Like you've got to create little actionable wins for yourself to recognize it. Um, And I think also just getting really rooted in why you're doing it. I think a lot of people prioritize money or getting out of debt or doing all these things because they feel like they should do it. And I would just really want everyone that's feeling like that to just get rooted in like what your why is like what life are you building like what is this going to do for you what is it going to provide for you and when you have a really clear vision and like a really clear end goal in mind it makes it easier to continue to move the rock towards the goal even if you're not necessarily seeing the huge benefits because getting from like I said 30k in debt to 25k in debt might not feel super huge but it is, right? You're chipping at that rock. And so it's just creating little actionable steps and really understanding like what the end goal is and and why you're why the heck you're prioritizing this and what you're doing it all for. Yeah, and we're all about small things on this podcast. And if you were looking at like getting out of 30K of debt as your success, that is so far away. Yeah. Involves so far many things that you're just gonna be overwhelmed. You're going to be burnt out and you are going to possibly feel like you can't do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of steps along the way that you can be celebrating and giving your brain that evidence that you are working in it. It is possible and it is it is going to be paid off with time. And yeah, don't discredit the progress you've made and the changes you've made because it's not this huge end goal. Like there's a lot of little 
the way that do deserve celebration for sure. A lot of little things. Yeah, have fun with it. Like if you were in, if, if debt, and I know debt, debt is not necessarily where everyone's at. So whatever your journey is, is like create little milestones for yourself and celebrate and treat yourself. And it doesn't need to be this like, you know, full on lockdown model that you're on. So have fun with it. Like anything in life, the more fun you have on the journey, the more, um, you know, successful you will likely be in the outcome. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I wanted to talk a bit about how our self-worth and our, like our self-love and our acceptance is all kind of tied to money. <laughs> so why would, yeah, why is that? Why would us feeling worthy matter when it comes to talking about? I, okay, so I feel like feeling like when you feel worthy in anything, you're going to go after it. Like when you are rooted in self-worth and you know that you deserve the dreams that you're dreaming and the life that you're going after, like you're going to make it happen, right? It's just a matter of time. And so I think worthiness is tied to money a lot because if you don't feel worthy of this life, you're probably not going to go for it. If you don't feel worthy of being someone or you don't see yourself as the version of yourself that is out of debt or has crossed $100,000 on your investment journey or has achieved financial freedom or whatever it is, if you don't see yourself as that person or as worthy of being that person and getting to live that life of freedom and that life of fun and joy and ease, you're not going to go after it. You're not going to put the steps in place to do it. And it kind of, you kind of just fall into that self-fulfilling prophecy of wherever you think you are worthy you are going to cap yourself from a money perspective so if you don't think that you're worthy of living this life like you're not ever going to let yourself do it and so i i see so often that worthiness is just tied to where we are at if you think you're worthy of a rich life like you are going to go live your richest life like you are going to go prioritize those investments you're going to start taking steps you are going to get the money management skills that you need to and then before you know it you're going to be living that richest life um but yeah if you don't and again this comes back to those limiting beliefs and how maybe you were raised hearing money be talked about in your life then that becomes your reality like if you think that your your whole family's you know always been someone that's lived paycheck to paycheck and so that's just kind of the life that you were destined to live then that's what you think you're worthy of then that's what your reality will reflect Absolutely. And it is these beliefs, like they're called beliefs, but they are a choice when we become aware of them and we realize yeah. our perspective is our reality. We get to choose if we want to keep those beliefs or if we don't. And if mm -hmm. you're about money on so you may longer, maybe it's time to change them. So, jump. yeah, changing the step one for building wealth, I got this from your Instagram, <laughs> would be. Mastering your money mindset by overcoming these limiting beliefs. So what would yeah. then, what would the next step be for someone? Yeah, I think once you've really assessed and like the money mindset component, like I've said, it's, it's a never ending journey, right? You are going to reach new barriers. You're going to accomplish new things as it relates to money. And you are going to be faced with a whole new limiting belief. And you're going to be faced with a whole new next chapter of building wealth. Prime example, me thinking like, I just need to go work hard and make money and I start making income. And then I realized, wow, I'm actually not seeing anything. Like um, my life doesn't look any different in regards to building wealth just because I started making money because I didn't have the skills to do it and I didn't know where it needed to go, right? 
So I think once you've identified what your where your starting point is as it relates to money mindset and like what your limiting beliefs are, you can call them out, challenge them, really think about where they've come from. I think the next step is to do the personal finance component, which is like, where are we starting from a money perspective? Like, what is your reality here? And then where do you need to get? Like, where's the next step? Is it getting out of debt? Is it starting your, you know, a savings account? Is it buying a home? Is it starting your investment journey? Like, you've got to kind of just figure out like where you're at in your roadmap. And then what's going to come up at that point is likely another limiting belief around why you think you can't move on to that next step. So it really is like this never ending cycle of going from working on your money mindset, figuring out what your next financial goal is, putting action steps in place to do it, being faced with another limiting belief that you can't do it or you're not going to be able to do it. And it's like this this cycle, but you get easier because you're, you're like, oh, I've been here before. Like I crushed that last belief. Now I know I can get through this one and it's just kind of addressing it. So it's like the way that I like to teach it is just really that that two-pronged approach of like, okay, we've got to address the mindset component, but we've also got to get really clear with where you're starting at from an actual financial perspective and where are we going? Like, what's the goal? And then what do we put in place to help you build what your next step is to get get you closer to it? Mm, I love that holistic approach because you can't, yes, the mindset's important, but you need to physically look at what is going on with your money too. And your goals are going to be so different to anyone around you. So yes, it's empowering to have conversations with friends and family about money and about your dreams and goals. However, it's going to look different for every person. Yeah. Um, and I did just remember that what I wanted to mention, I think it was the last question I had, but I like to remember about anything I want in life. So it could come into like wanting to master your money mindset and build wealth as well. Everyone out there doing it is just a human being. Like, they are just like you. They have their own fears, their own limiting beliefs. They've started somewhere, but they've made decisions to get to where they want to be. And anyone can do that. And if what it is for you is building that financial literacy and uh, learning about investing or you're buying a home or getting out of your debt, learning that and taking the steps to get there and investing in a money mindset coach like anyone can do that if they make that decision for themselves 100 percent. everyone's just a human (laughs) yeah we're all just humans we're all just humans on this big rock floating through earth just trying to figure it out and have fun along the way but i think it's so good to remember that there's nobody on this earth that doesn't have limited beliefs nobody Mm -hmm. like nobody nobody just like magically escapes the dreaded limiting belief world where like they just oh these people must not have these thoughts like no no we all have them every single person has them they're gonna look different they're gonna feel different and we're all working towards different things so they're gonna show up way differently but everyone has them it's just a matter of what you do when you when you confront them when you decide that or when you recognize that you have it like what are you gonna do with that limiting belief are you gonna let it run your life are you gonna let your limiting belief become your truth become your reality or are you going to challenge it and do something different with it and tell it to GTFO and you're going to go move on to the next limiting belief and start living your life? Yes. Yes. Are you going to decide that you're worthy of what it is you want? Uh, yeah. Which, nailed that. Amazing. Which you are. Uh, which secret? You are. You are worthy of it. <laughs> yeah. Just by being who you are, like you don't have to achieve a certain level of success or a certain amount of money in the bank or 
certain level of debt, like you are worthy just being exactly who you are right in this moment. And that is such a powerful and also peaceful and like just (laughs) freaking belief to have. Yeah. Also something I'm constantly just trying to remind myself along the journey is is exactly what you just said. So I love that. Because it does, and even along the journey, it will come up and something might happen and you might not feel worthy in that exact moment, but then it's about taking the time to feel the feelings you need to feel and get back to where you want to be by doing the self-love and the all the wellness things we were talking about before, the meditation, the journaling, and... I know you do the hot and cold plunges, which I'm just, just, I'll quickly drop. I'm so envious you have a pool and a hot tub. <laughs> you know, it's so funny on that because for so long, my fiance and I were like, we want to get a cold plunge. Like we want to hop on this. And then it started getting chilly out here. And I was like, why don't we just use our pool as a cold plunge? Mm-hmm. So we kind of have like a pseudo cool pl- cold plunge in our backyard, but it's been getting pretty cold. And then ironically, we also talk about putting things out in the universe we won in this raffle, this inflatable uh, spa, this inflatable hot tub that we put up in our backyard. So we created our own little hot and cold circuit that we like to do. Oh, wellness. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our own little wellness center in our backyard. <laughs> it's amazing. And look, these little things, like, they, they are so important for our personal development because they, like, I mean, there's a lot of health benefits to hot and cold plunging. And then the mental resilience too. And then you get that feeling, I can do freaking anything. And then that comes into your money as well. And it, yes. it's also like when you start, okay. when you get into the world, it just, everything starts feeling elevated and better and more possible. It's, yeah. I'm, and it's, I'm just it is so literally all connected to your mind. It's all connected mm-hmm. to what you think you can do. It's, a, it's like, that's it. That's the center of yeah. everything. Yeah, it's... Yes, I love. I've been talking about it all day. If you can't tell, I get like, <laughs> no, I feel that it's a funny story on that. Like, I feel like the mornings where I was like catching myself being like, "Oh, I really don't want to. I don't want to do this right now." Were the mornings where I was like, "Okay, then that means you have to do it." And yeah. I think that's part of like everything when we talk about personal development. It's like facing your uncomfortable pieces and you know making sure that you just you confront it and you go after it and i'm not saying i do it every morning but definitely no, I, definitely yes. challenge myself to do it a couple times yeah yeah it's just better every day once it's better every day yeah exactly <laughs> um i wanted to mention this concept you talked about on your instagram which i just love which was loud archery mm. uh, can you explain what that is and why we're here for it Oh, I love this. This is like, I feel like I just, yes, it's all about being incredibly like unapologetic is how I take this. Loud budgeting is being vocal with your friends, vocal with your family, the people that you hang out with the most, and just being really clear about what your own financial goals are for the year. What are you trying to accomplish? And feeling comfortable saying no to things that are going to cost you money that might pull you away from what your goals are. So if you've got money for a month outlined and you have, you know, an extra 200 bucks to spend and you've spent it and now your friends want to go out to dinner and spend another, you know, 80, 100 bucks on these super cute Instagrammable dinner places Mm -hmm. with like those super extra cocktails or whatever it might be, you know, just being like, hey, I'd love this. I'm so excited to catch up with you. Um, You know, I'm not really 
looking to spend any additional money like can we go to the park or can you come over and we'll cook dinner or you know let's hang out and go on a walk or whatever it is but it's just really removing the shame around what your money goals are and just being incredibly unapologetic about it I think we talked a little bit about how social media can create like a, a negative side and I think one of the things that it's done in our society is made everybody feel like they have to have the newest of the new they have to go on all these trips they have to be up to date on everything like the influencer world has gone crazy right and it's impacted the way that we've spent money and we are in such a consumeristic world where like you're always buying new things like we've got amazon that's just delivering stuff next day and so it's just putting a pause on that and getting clear on what your goals are and not being afraid to say no that you don't want to do something because you're trying to align your money elsewhere you're either trying to get out of debt or start your investment journey or whatever it is and so I love it because I think that being unapologetic about your money goals is really cool like I just think it's fun to move the rock that way and it's it's fun to see people adopting it and just like really owning it and not being ashamed like we said at the start of this conversation like remove shame out of it we don't need to be ashamed by it Mm, that's so powerful and you know what it reminds me of uh which is setting boundaries and that is such it is i guess setting boundaries it's such love because it allows you to stay aligned with what you truly want for yourself and what you value and we have this fear of judgment and this want this like need to people please other people by yeah. saying yes time. however when you actually start to say no or like explain what you want and why people actually have a little respect for it and it actually empowers them to then start living in alignment with themselves as well because they say oh well, if they can do it so can I um, 100% so yeah, and people who love you your friends and family are going to understand why like what you want to be doing and then what's best for you so yeah I, I would much rather go for a walk with a friend out in nature than spend yeah 60 dollars on breakfast or something like honestly <laughs> yeah I agree it's like you're not saying no to the quality time like you want to spend no, time with them but there's so many activities out there you can do that don't involve and it's like you just don't recognize how much some of those little things add up and it's mm-hmm. it's not about being like strict or feeling like constrained by whatever it is it's just it's putting your money goals first it's putting your financial future in a place that it deserves to be which is in a priority and I feel like a lot of times it kind of gets sidelined for the purpose of not speaking up about where you are from a finance perspective and it's so interesting I talk to so many women and it's like everyone just feels this pressure to say yes like you said to all those lunches and dinners and all these things and like just it's cool to see people just taking their power back and not yeah yeah, not being ashamed by it yeah and it's about balance too I guess isn't it if you really love those things only when you can but be realistic about what is yeah what is suitable for the budget you have um yeah where you want your energy to be going um exactly yep exactly Amazing. Thank you for explaining that. I did put on my Instagram story and then I was having you on and I got a few questions from my community. If you Ooh, let's hear them. Um, one of them is actually pretty relevant to what we were just saying, but it was how do you stay consistent with saving when there's always things or events popping up? Oh. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's this. It's being clear on it and being open to talk to your friends about it. Um, Obviously, we're here to experience life. So you want to be able to go to events. Um, I think it's really um, beneficial to have a like a fun fund. So to open up an account where you are putting money in there for fun things that they come Mm -hmm. up. So if you've got, you know, a couple hundred bucks saved up and a concert pops up, like you're prepared and that's what that that is there for. So especially if you're on that saving journey, like creating no guilt spending is really important, I think, because otherwise you do get caught in this like, oh, now I'm going to this event or I'm I'm spending money on this thing. But should I like I feel bad and then you're like at the event or you're doing the thing and it's like, are you even having a good time? Because it's kind of just in the back of your head that you spent however much money to be there. So I think if that's something that you're looking to do is create a fun fund and any money you put in there don't feel guilty about it. And if you maybe don't have enough money to spend in that fun fund when an event comes up, like, you know, use your best judgment there. Like, obviously, life is, we're here to experience fun things. But um, if you have the money in there, like, go for it. So I think setting aside money from every paycheck, put it in a fun fund. And then whenever stuff like that pops up, you're prepared. Yeah, that's a great idea. And if I guess if there isn't money in there and there's not for that thing, just coming back to your why about yeah. what it is you want and then maybe it'll be a bit easier to say no this one time. Um yeah. I've actually seen a lot of people posting that they're like that there is an outs for twenty twenty four and a lot of people's outs is FOMO, which I love yeah. because it is such a I thing love that. We want to go to these things because we have this fear of missing out. But oh, so often I'm realizing that I actually really enjoy like being at home and like meditating or focusing on my business or just time with my partner. Like, and it's it's getting easier to say no to these events now and then. And like, yeah, I'm here for the, for that being in house. I think <laughs> I feel like me releasing FOMO like I probably got on this JOMO train is what I think that the joy of missing out a couple oh. years ago yeah <laughs> and I love it and I do I think it goes back to your why like what are you here for I think when you can kind of separate from and it's hard when your friends are just always going to things or always going out like and you're just kind of used to always being in that circle so it does take kind of a little bit of a pause to reflect and be like, what is your why? What are you working towards? Is this where you want to be spending your time, your money, your energy, or is this not in alignment with where you're trying to take your life? And so, yeah, I am also just like a closet grandma. Like I love to be in bed by like 9, 930. And I love to like spend my evenings reading or watching documentaries. So <laughs> that probably helped me get out of my FOMO stage. But I do, I do like it. I do like that that is heading out for other people. Yeah, that's so funny. I was uh, I was in a hen's party last weekend and it was so much fun, but it hit nine o'clock and I'm like, you know what, like I have a podcast to record in the morning, I've got things I want to be doing around the house, like it I'm sitting there and my partner was gonna pick me up and I've messaged him and I'm like, I wanna go home and I'll be the first to leave. <laughs> and I was sitting there for a little bit and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I just said out loud to this group of people who are all drinking and laughing and dancing. And I'm like, you know what, guys, I'm going to bed. And they were all yeah. like, oh, you know what? I get it. And I was like, well, well it. <laughs> yeah. And then once you start doing it, it kind of gets easier. Like now everyone knows I'm just the person that's going to like leave earlier. Like it's just, yeah. it's just who I make out. And it gets easier. The first time you're kind of like, 
oh my God, is everyone going to judge me? But you kind of realize slowly that everyone in the back of their head might be thinking, you know, everyone, but there's probably a few yeah. other people in that crowd that are like, damn, I kind of want to go to bed too, but I don't yeah. want to be the party pooper. Yeah. I'm like, I volunteer you. I'll start the train. I'll start the bedtime train. Yeah. That eight hours, though, like, honestly, at least. Sometimes not. I need. Yep. Eight hours for me, minimum. I need it. I've accepted <laughs> it. I'm owning it now. Yeah, no, it's great. I think we know our why. Um, yes. One of the other questions I got, and I know I recognize America to Australia might be a little bit different, uh, but why? Is the best way to save? Hmm. Best way to save? Well, yeah, I'm. I would think this. You've got me thinking now. Like, is this not a universal thing? Do you know if you guys have high yield savings accounts that you have access to? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is like the biggest hack right now is to open up a high yield savings account. Um, I know for us over here and for me for like, it was just standard to keep all your money in like a traditional savings account. And what's happening when your money's in a traditional savings account is absolutely nothing. Like It's just sitting there collecting dust and it's not making you any money. And it's also losing its producing power because of inflation. Right. And then mm-hmm. what people don't know too, is when you put your money in the banks, what they do is they take your money and they loan it out with interest and they make money on your money. So like when I learned that, I was like, well, I want to be making money on my money. So um, I always recommend opening up a high yield savings account right now because there are such good interest rates on it. And so your money will grow on its own just sitting in there. So that would be step one. And then, you know, depending on what it is that you're saving for, you know, say you're saving for something like going to Europe at the end of the year. Like I just, you know, try and estimate what your costs are for that and then work your way back either in like weekly or biweekly or monthly sections and try and chunk some money out into that state high yield savings account so that by by the time the time comes around to purchase it, you've got money set aside and it doesn't necessarily feel like such a big expense. Um, and if you can automate it, automate it. A lot of companies or employers will let you just, when you get paid direct, you know, 85% of one paycheck to one account, 15 to another. So if you, the sooner you do it and you automate it, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And that way you're not even thinking about it. And all of a sudden your money is just sitting in that account and it's growing and you're not having to like make that hard choice when you get paid, like with what to do with your money. Mm. Yeah, that's such a good tip. And like switching to a higher savings account could be as simple as Googling higher yeah. account as well. Yeah. Canada. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I would say I don't know like what ones you guys have or if they're different. I feel like that's something I got to look into. Um, but yeah, just Google highest um, interest rates for um, high yield savings accounts. For me, I just downloaded an app on my phone, opened it up, filled out some information, hooked it up to my traditional savings account, and then just transferred the money over. It, I probably set up the high yield savings account in 10 to 15 minutes. So um, wow. don't overthink it. Um, and yeah, take advantage of it. Because the thing about them is those interest rates are not always going to be as high as they are right now. So definitely mm-hmm. fluctuate. So yeah, take a look at that. Yeah, amazing. So another question I have was, how do I deal with family or partners who don't want to talk or learn about money and they continue to push their negative beliefs on me? Oof. You know, you can't take everybody along for your journey. And sometimes you really just have to lead by example and know that you're making the best decision for yourself. 
everyone's at a different spot and money is such a tough subject for a lot of people and they might just not be at a spot where they're ready to recognize that maybe they have poor money beliefs um obviously if it's a partner that's really tough because if you're splitting finances and maybe you guys are in on things together and someone has a bad spending thing i i think you know you've really got to get rooted in like what are you guys working towards together like what is your collective why and like what are the goals that you guys have that you're working towards and you kind of just have to be really transparent around what's standing in the way and it might be a really ugly conversation but if you're trying to move the rock especially in like a you know a committed relationship I think it's so so important to be on the same page about money and you've just got to kind of make sure that you guys are having those conversations and maybe it's you know you you taking the lead like you if you know it's cutting expenses or cutting things out like leading by example and then showing what that benefit can do maybe you you know start your own savings account and kind of show how that's working or you start your own investment account and you kind of get a little bit proof in the pudding might be easier for that person to follow you but um block it out you know a lot of times people project too if it's coming from parents uh, you know, they are just projecting the way that they've been raised and the way that they've talked about money and the way that their beliefs have been about money their whole life. And you just have to know that that does not have to be your beliefs. And um, a lot of times it's hard for parents to see maybe their kids making different choices or moving the rock in a way that maybe they weren't able to teach them about money the way that they wish that they were taught about money. So I think there's just a lot of projection as it comes to people and how they treat money. So put your blinders on, congratulate yourself for recognizing that you want to do something different with money. I think that's huge. And you're in a really pivotal step right here. Um, so just keep going and just know that you're heading in the right direction and others will see you and and they will follow eventually. And if they don't, it's not your journey to take them on with you, but just know that you're headed in your direction. You're working your way towards your win and your why. And, and that's really huge. So I commend you. Yeah, that is so huge and it's a really good reminder that not everyone is here to learn the same lessons you are. And so we mm -hmm. talk about how amazing this personal development journey is and how much self-love and knowing your why and being intentional with your time, like how positively it changes your life. And I know I am guilty of like getting so passionate about it that I want to take everyone along for the journey, but not everyone is yeah. here to have that journey they have their own their, they have their own map of the world and their own lessons they're here to learn and it's going to look different to you and this can be yes our parents and our partners and it can be really hard to know how good it can be but it's not yeah. and to not push that on them and just yeah coming again coming back to your why feeling so true and in love with yourself and your purpose and your dreams and goals that it's easier to not listen to the negative beliefs of other people or the fears of other people not let them project those onto you yeah and I think too a good exercise is like think about where you want to be in your life three to five years from now and just have a real hard look at do your beliefs support where you're trying to go do your actions support where you want to go do your current money management skills support where you're trying to go and mm -hmm. if there isn't a clear roadmap to what you're doing right now and how you're living to get you to where you're going to head. Just recognize you're going to have to make some changes. And, you know, that's kind of the hard, but also the fun part of this journey is, is figuring out what those are and putting them into place and sticking with them. So. Yeah. And if you have a partner who you share finances with, you're going to have to communicate those with them. Yeah. Um, as cool as that conversation is going to be. 
yeah, you have to communicate and get on the same page. I don't in a relationship if you are sharing money, I think it's such a big thing that we need to be talking about it and be on the same page. And do it soon. Oh my gosh, get on the same page sooner rather than later. I mean, there's a reason that the number one reason for divorce is always related to money, right? It's because people are on different pages. They've got different goals. They've got different habits. They've got different skills. They've got different limiting beliefs. And so, you know, you don't have to have all of the same things as it comes to that, but you certainly need to be on the same page with where you guys are heading and what the plan is to get there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and no, you don't have to do it alone. I am all for like normalizing, utilizing a counselor or a mediator or a coach in a relationship, even for things like this. Like sometimes it's just easier to have someone not as emotionally invested in the situation to be able to look in and help you communicate what's going on for each of you and realize like you are, if you want to make it work together, it can work. We just, yeah, there's no shame in needing help with that. Or even just, yeah, 100%. Yeah, sometimes you just need the unbiased person to be able to take a take a different perspective. So totally. Amazing. And that leads perfectly into me wanting you to share all about how people can work with you so people know they've, they've heard you list some liberty beliefs, they resonated with thinking money is evil or I can never get out of debt or um yeah they want to they want to follow you they want to work with you how could someone do that yeah well I'm on Instagram so at madison.gammons first name dot last name um and you can just dm me love to have a conversation with you and kind of talk with you a little bit about it but I am opening up a few one-on-one spots here shortly um where I really just help you get clear on like what your limiting beliefs are I do have a certification within like subconscious mind reprogramming so there's different modalities that I can work into our coaching certification to help you reprogram your limiting beliefs, as well as help you do that financial audit, the really ugly part of the personal finance and help you get really clear on, you know, where you're heading, what your goals are and help you put some steps into place. So I have a couple one-on-one spots opening and then I am working on putting together a group coaching program later this year, just trying to kind of get all of the the thoughts out onto the page. Obviously you and I will be working through a lot of that together in that uh, mentorship that we're just starting here shortly. Um, but for now, just opening up a couple one-on-one spots. Um, I do work full-time, so my time is limited. So I usually open up like three to five spots at a time. Um, so yeah, just DM me, ask me your questions. Let me know what you're looking for. If you um, have anything that you're curious about, about what I can offer, or what we could cover during our time, would be happy to let you know if it's something that um, we could do. And yeah, I would say that's the best way. Perfect. Thank you. And I will link Madison's Instagram in the show notes so you can find her there. And yeah, head on over. Like your Madison, your reels, your content is like there's so much value and education in there just from that. But highly recommend if you are wanting to work on your money mindset, you reach out to Madison. And yeah, I know she will be able to transform your world. So thank you so much, Madison, for coming on. The podcast today it was an absolute pleasure i could go on i think for hours uh, <laughs> so maybe I i'll know. have you yeah but thank you so much i really yeah really love talking yeah i love it i absolutely love this conversation this was so fun so thank you for having me and yeah i'm stay tuned for part two i'm excited we'll definitely come back 
I want to give you my biggest thanks for spending your time with me. If you would like to join me on a journey of small things towards life-changing transformation, please take just a moment to follow this podcast on your preferred platform and leave a five-star review. It would mean so, so much to me. I am so excited to continue to grow this podcast and to join you on your own mindset, wellness, and spiritual path. Your support is so valuable in helping me spread the word. You can find me on my socials, links in the description. Talk soon.